Hello and welcome to the Vision Board Blueprints. Vision boards are more than just sticking pictures on a board. This podcast will take you through the tools that you need to bring those visions to reality. Hello and welcome back to the Vision Board Blueprints podcast, the podcast that gives you the blueprints to bring your dreams to reality. Today, I have a very special guest here with me. We have the lovely Janine, who is a decluttering specialist, and I'm really excited to learn more about how she's going to give some tips and advice around decluttering uh, your life to help you. So uh, welcome, Janine. Thank you very, very much indeed. Thank you. Would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners today? I will do. So I am Ginny McDonald. And as Lisa said, I'm a sustainable professional decluttering and organiser. And I'm all about using things that you already have in your home as storage. So I support professionals and families, mainly with neurodiverse traits, to overcome their struggles with disorganisation, to be able to come and live their life to the full and to spend time doing the things they enjoy rather than the constant battle of tidying up. Amazing. I absolutely love what you do. I am quite an organised person. So for me, being organised comes as second nature, but there's lots of people that I know really struggle with that. So it's going to be such a great episode when we get started to give people the um, advice and some tips that they can use to help them. Because what I find is when we are feeling organized, when we are have that clear headspace, we can welcome in more abundance. Oh, absolutely. And my uh, business mantra, if you will, is clear home, clear head, clear heart. Because I fully believe that when your home is clear, it releases that um, negative energy that you're holding on to from past items that no longer serve you, but you're keeping them anyway, which then gives you a clearer head, opens you up to creativity, more productive, you become less stressed, more relaxed, which opens your heart up to abundance. And that's not necessarily a material things. It's no. things like it can be energy abundance. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, saying yes to going for a coffee with a friend, going for a walk. Yeah, saying yes to inviting people in. Yes, amazing. So, what's your five? Well, let's start with three tips to get people started um, to start that decluttering process. Because if someone has quite a lot of clutter in their home. That can be, feel really, really overwhelming, can't it? It can. And everybody's perception of overwhelm is different. So somebody who is very organised like yourself, yeah. if maybe you had your kitchen counter that had become cluttered, 
that would be overwhelming for you. It does. I get frustrated. I get frustrated from that. So if I, so as someone who is organized, although obviously my expectation is to have that organization. So if I go downstairs and maybe the kids or my husband and they've not kept the organized state that I like, I get, why is it like this? What's going on? Because that is my comfort I suppose because I I expect that to be organized yes and you know another person's overwhelmed maybe that they struggle to get through the front door because of all the shoes and all all the bags and coats and everything that are dumped as you walk through the door or it may be that they've got a spare room that is a bit like Monica's closet in Friends where you know you open that door and that's where she keeps all the stuff and it's like oh you're not meant to see that and even if we close the door on things, it doesn't close it from our minds. Yeah. It's always, always there. So one of the biggest tips I can say is start small. And when I say start small, because people say, oh, I need to declutter. Well, that's a huge task. That's yeah. huge. So start small. So not even, right, I need to declutter my wardrobe. That's still too big. Break it down again. Your tops, that may be still too big. It may be that you start off with your underwear drawer. So set a timer to say 10 minutes. And then you've almost like got a little race against yourself. So you know that timer's going to go off in 10 minutes. Everything out the drawer. Go through things quickly. You still use it. You still wear it. You still need it. You still feel good in it. If so, put it back. If it's none of those, put it to one side. And that's the items that are are going. So the other is store like with like. And you might think, well, that's really obvious. But I've been to clients' houses where, you know, they've got about eight rolls of sellotape, but they're all over the house and they can never find one because things don't have a home. Yeah. So by creating a little area for, say, stationery, you know where everything is. And it's an instant go-to, and it's more of an instant put-back as well because it has that home. And if the overwhelm is just so much, just do three things. So literally pick up three things in front of you. Don't even think about what three things you're picking up. Just pick up three things. Make a decision on those. Do you need to pack it away? Do you need to throw it away? Or is it going to be recycled? And over time, you'll find that you're going into rooms specifically just to put three things away. Yeah. That will build up, though you'll then do another three and another three. Yeah. And that's how I started because my journey is one of, of a bit of clutter and mental well-being because it has a massive impact on your mental well-being yeah so I can imagine yeah I can imagine really because I know from like if I do find that there is clutter in the house that isn't meant to be there that makes me kind of feel like a little bit frustrated or a little bit oh why should I bother if no one else can be bothered kind yes. of you know and it's very much it's like a vicious circle so if you get into that habit of it happening all the time um yeah. then it, it can be where you might start to feel depressed you might start to feel um 
anxious about it and like you said stop welcoming friends in because you might feel yeah. a little bit embarrassed so it can I would imagine that it could definitely impact your uh, well-being and your mental health yeah definitely and you know sometimes when people pop pop in unexpectedly or they'll say oh can I come I'm about five minutes away and you do this big sweep you get one of the big carrier bags from, you know the big heavy ones from the supermarket and you just do a sweep of surfaces and put everything into this bag things that are on the sofa and then you go put the bag in the spare room because I'll talk that as soon as they've gone and before you know it you've got eight or nine of these bags because they're not sorted as soon as that person's gone and it's creating those little habits that you can put into place to make sure that then you don't end up with eight or nine of these bags which then becomes a massive task to sort them out yeah it's it's having that little daily routine and it might only be a focused five minutes that may be all you can manage for that day other days it may be right I've got two hours break that down okay so I'm going to do 45 minutes I try not to use the timer on my phone because the temptation is when the time's gone off, you have a little bit, oh, I'll just check my messages, or I'll just check this. And before you know it, another half hour's gone. So I tend to use my cooker clock. Yeah. Or if you have a timer in the bedroom or wherever. And 45 minutes, you're not thinking, oh, what time it is, because you know your time's going to go off. So you can focus on the area that you're doing. The timer goes off, right, have a look around, have a bit of a break. Right, okay. Start again five minutes later. What I always say is that if you're doing a longer period of an hour, two hours, is take your timer for 10 minutes before the end because that becomes, as they all have at primary school, tidy up time. So it means if you've got that batch of recycling, go and put that in the recycling bin. Because what you don't want to do is finish your decluttering and organising session and still be left with all the bits that need redistributing because then that's expanding the time that you don't have because you've set aside that specific time frame. Yeah. It's being uh, quite... uh being quite strict with setting those times setting those boundaries as well isn't it yes so going back to the steps then so step one would be to make a start like um, a a drawer at a time or a but like your underwear place at a time setting a timer uh 10 minutes or like you said 45 minutes or whatever that may be so is that your tip number two then with setting that would be my tip number two yes use the timer and then what about tip number three what would you say Tip number three is use boxes that you already have or containers that you already have as dividers for drawers. So things like shoe boxes. I can't, it doesn't mean that you can go out and buy new shoes, though. <laughs> it's all the shoe boxes that you already have. So the shoe boxes, I, I still keep my daughter's T-shirts in a shoe box. And you might think, well, that's really weird. Why would you do that? And it's because they're in a drawer. Now, if your T-shirts are laid on top of one another, especially with kids, the chances are they'll root down to find the one that they want, pull it out, and it then becomes a jumbled mess. Yeah. If you fold your T-shirts and stand them up, by being in a shoebox, it keeps them stood up. It keeps them organised. They can see exactly which top they need 
and they just pull that one out and the rest of them stay in. So you've not got everything all over your drawers. So another good thing to use are takeaway containers. Uh, we use those for craft items, the smaller Lego sets. So yeah. keep the Lego set within the container with your instruction manual. You can always put a sticker on the front if you wish. And then, you know, you're not floating around with lost Lego, uh, with lost Lego uh, pieces. The, everything is together. The same with batteries. You can put those in a takeaway container. Um, use yours. Yeah. If you've got, uh, say, lots of spare buttons and things like that, keep those in a jar with the lid on. So it's using things that you already have. I mean, I have, it's an old um, baked bean tin. <laughs> it has been painted up um, and there's the design on it. But that's my pencil pot on my desk. Yeah. I use an old candle. So a candle that I've burned down, all the wax has yeah. gone. I use that as my pencil, my pen tub. Oh, that's brilliant. So yeah. it's, it's like you said, it's finding things that, you know, would you have thrown it away? Would you have kept it for memorabilia? You know, what would you have done with it? So I just use it as a pen, pen tub. Yeah, yeah. So it's using things that you already have. And you'll find that you start looking at things thinking, oh, that would be good to, I could put that in there. Yeah. So I'm already like, thinking now, oh, oh yeah. what can I What can I yeah. use to keep the, the kids' things tidier? Yeah. I, I love an old mobile phone box. <laughs> because they're just perfect to go in a smaller drawer yeah it's like I, I keep chargers in it's it's actually a makeup bag but I wasn't using it yeah so all the chargers are in the makeup bag in a drawer yeah so they're not sprawled all over the place yeah it's so it's so it's so um when you start thinking about it you think oh yeah I could do that it's kind of yeah. that that realization to allow your mind to think outside the box yes yeah and once you start thinking that way you will start to see other things around you as yeah. well and becoming a bit more creative with your ideas because you don't want to go out and buy more storage yeah that's the last thing we do because you need to declutter first once you've decluttered and organized then we can talk about storage that works for you your family and how your family dynamics are. Yeah. There's no point getting more storage now just to put in all, all the stuff that you already have because then your house just becomes stuffier and stuffier. Yeah, definitely. The, and you, you, you feel a bit hemmed in with, with the amount of things that you have. So actual storage is the last thing that I would Amazing. ever recommend So what would you say the benefits of like decluttering at your home and your mind is? Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, one client actually messaged me to say, thank you for giving me my life back. That's amazing. And that is how incredible it can be. I had a client with a letter that she'd been holding on to. We were going through some sentimental items and we were chatting and she said, oh yeah, I've kept that. I was like, okay, why have you kept it? And she said, because it makes me cross. I was like, okay, so tell me more about that. And we did, we had to chat about it. And she'd been holding on to it for 20 years. 
because it made her cross. And we talked about it some more and all of a sudden she just went, I'm going to go and shred it now. Yeah. And she actually shredded it there and then. And I asked her how she felt and she said, relieved. Now imagine you've got 20 years of, okay, it may only be a small bit of anger or, or resentment, but that's deep inside you. Yeah. And it's having that release. You feel lighter. You feel fresher. You can concentrate more. You don't get as grumpy with the kids or with, with your partner or with your home or with yourself. Because there's times when you end up beating yourself up. Yeah. And it gives you that feeling of being welcomed into your own home, for your own home to be giving you that hug. That's yeah. your safe space. Well, if you look at it from like a feng shui perspective, which I'm definitely not a feng shui expert, but your your walls have ears, they listen to us. So if we're like, yeah. if we're being like angry with things in our house or getting frustrated or getting annoyed, then the house is going to respond back to us in that same way, isn't it? So yes. it's very yeah. interesting. So if you're actually clearing that energy in your house by decluttering you're changing the energy up and if we link that back to obviously the vision board perspective which is obviously my expertise is when we are in a better state of energy we're going to attract those dreams that we want those desires that we have because we are working in alignment but if we are sat in a home that is cluttered or we're getting annoyed we're getting frustrated we can't see the wood through the trees then we're gonna get that same energy back with our vision board as well yeah totally totally and it's like as I said before if you can't get in your front door properly because of all the shoes and all the bags and everything else how's that welcoming you in how's that welcoming abundance and positive energy into your home when you can't actually get into your home properly yeah so there's yeah feng shui is really really interesting and and again I'm no expert on on that side of things but I do take bits of it into account when when I am decluttering or when we are reorganizing uh, with people's homes and it's it's making your home work for you and how you live your life with your family And sometimes children can hold on to lots of items. Oh, such a body bought me that. I can't give that away. And the thing about being given gifts is that the act of giving has been done. The person has enjoyed buying the gift for you. They've enjoyed wrapping it. They've enjoyed giving it to you. That gift is then your responsibility to do with what you like. And that's quite a hard concept to to get your head around at times. But by passing things on, I always say we're not getting rid of things. We're passing it on for other people to enjoy. Yeah. And that helps with that release process. And if you have on your vision board, you know, this lovely, lovely living room or lovely home that you're manifesting that you're wanting are you wanting to take all the stuff with you that you have in the home that you have now into that new home yeah 
I know when we moved house uh, two, three years ago, um, that was a very therapeutic way to get rid of a lot of stuff. So now I don't feel like we have a lot of clutter like we yeah. did then. Uh, and it definitely made a difference moving in to obviously a new home to, to, to change that energy with, with our personal items. Um, but it's quite important to do regularly, isn't it, really? It is. It's an ongoing journey. You never get to the point where, that's it, I've decluttered, I'm done now. I never need to do it again. Yeah. Uh, because there will always be something that changes the energy with you, that you fall out of love with that you don't wear anymore. So how often do you uh, do like a decluttering process? I do it all the time. So literally I'm going around if I'm picking things up because I struggle with clutter as well. So when my mental well-being goes down, the clutter goes up. So there's a yeah. direct, direct correlation with that. Throw into that neurodiversities as well of children it becomes this like little trail of stuff all through the house so it's a case of picking things up as you go but then making that decision do we actually really need that is it things that are coming in that actually you don't really need in the first place so I will go through it's like as I'm doing the washing I'm like oh yeah, that doesn't fit anymore. Do you know what one of my worst ones is? Go on. When the kids come in with all these like scraps of paper that they've used or done drawings with, and I feel so guilty, but I'm like, that's just never, never going to be used again. And yeah. another one is the McDonald's crap that you get. You know, when they go to McDonald's and the grandparents take them or something like that. Yeah. And they come back with like all this like clutter. It's clutter. So yeah. I sneakily put it in the bin. <laughs> there are times when you have to do it under the cover of the darkness. Yeah. And how I described the paper aspect to, to one uh, girl who I worked with was that she loved drawing and didn't throw any of the drawings away. So there was piles of it. And I took her on a bit of a, a story journey about how that paper could be recycled into new paper, into new drawings, into new life. And how magical would it be if that piece of paper came back to her to yeah. use again? And she started then saying, okay, I'll, I'll just keep this one. I'll just keep that one. They can go. They can yeah. go. And we got to the point where I could just hold one up and she'd go, keep, no, keep, no. Yeah. See, my eldest daughter, when I used to throw things away, like, obviously, she didn't really notice. Like, I got rid of yeah. a whole Barbie house once and she didn't even notice. She was just like... Yeah, whatever. I'm not bothered. Yeah. Whereas the my three year old, she knows. She she. Yes. Knows. Where's my piece of paper gone? Where's my teddy from McDonald's gone? Or where's my truck gone? I'm like, yeah. You don't need that, babe. I do. It's mine. So she and I think there's a slight bit of ADHD kind of coming in there with knowing, you know, that trait yeah. of kind of wanting it and um. So I I think it's quite it's difficult to do it but sometimes you just have to do it I'm just like yeah oh, well it. if you'd have put it away you'd know where it was <laughs> yeah but also helping children to start organizing for themselves so like you said there the McDonald's toys pieces of paper in that if she has a system 
that she's helped create and you label drawers or boxes or whatever storage you have with a photograph or the word or a picture of it, which whichever of the McDonald's toys, depending on which toys they are, could they go in a takeaway container, which then goes in a bigger drawer. And then when you find they've not played with them for quite a while, either you can rotate them or say, oh, I've noticed you've not played with these for a long time. And I know you did really enjoy playing with them. Shall we give another child that happiness? Yeah. And you find that children are very, very kind. And if they know that somebody else is going to love it as much as they did and play with it more than they are doing now, they do tend to let things go. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, to see just how much they they don't really want it, but they're just holding on to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes we, uh, as parents, if maybe we've not had as much as what we want them to have. So actually, it's been found that children only play with 25% of their toys yeah and I absolutely can vouch for that with my two yeah. children anyway yeah. imagine yeah. then if you, if you could pass on 75 percent yeah How, what would that feeling give to you yeah definitely that's it's crazy isn't it so in terms of yourself Janine um what do you currently have you know that can help people uh clear that clutter is there anything that they can you know tap into um that you can support them with that that journey yes certainly I do have a free Facebook group where if you come and hang out we go through tips and I share parts of my life my journey um how how you can perhaps um have like like you say 10 minute timers motivational quotes get people involved but I also have a decluttering find your decluttering style quiz so if you're of a certain generation, you'll have used to get magazines where it's like, if you are so many A's, yeah. you are this. If you're so many B's, you are that. It's, it's that type of, of quiz. So people can download that, have a go at the quiz, and then I'll let them know what their decluttering style is. And oh, that, that will good. then support them in their way because everybody declutters differently. Yeah, one style doesn't fit and I think all sometimes people do that. try and compare themselves to other people because yeah. I've had people say to me oh you're not coming to my house because you're too organized and I'm like that doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean I'm going to judge your house it's just the way yeah. I am so yeah. I think but a we lot do of people, feel judged yeah, at times. Um, yeah a lot of people I've had that a, a few times to be honest people say that um but I think finding out how you declutter will really help somebody change those yes. patterns because they could be trying to do it in a way that doing the whole house at once because that's how it, yes. it's done rather yep. than realising that their brain can only take one drawer at a time or yep. 10 minutes at a time. Especially when you see programmes on TV as well. Yeah. In that... <laughs> you know, where they spread everything out on the warehouse floor and then you're looking at it and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, they've just added all of that. And then you go into the house afterwards and there's like hardly anything around. 
what they don't tell you is that the things they've not made the decision on go into storage. And then the final reveal of the house, only certain things are handpicked of what they are keeping are then put on display. Yeah. So that gives a pressure. Yeah, it gives a perception that's it's easily easy to do as yeah. well. Yeah, it does. It does. And it's not easy because yeah. we all have emotions attached to things. Yeah, definitely. So um, I, you said uh, before we came on uh, the live, uh, the recording today that you have a book coming out. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I do. Thank you very much. So yes, it's a workbook sort of planner um, and it's going to have lots of things in there to support you. So it's, it's not a book where you just sit and read it and you take guidance from it. It's, it's there for you to action. It's there for you to start your decluttering journey, looking at tips and tricks, looking at room layouts, looking at where your clutter hotspots are. And it's a very interactive book that Amazing. you can... So where's your, where's your clutter hotspot then, Janine? Where's my clutter hotspot? My clutter hotspot actually is by the side of me here. <laughs> Because I have, I'm in my kitchen, where it, which is my little office, if you will. Um, but I have concertina, uh, concertina thing behind me, so I can't see everything. But what I have a tendency to do is I'll be using a notebook and then I'll go on to the next call or the next client and I'll just put the notebook down to the left of me. And then I'll look and I'm like, oh, got lots of notebooks there. There's a few notebooks there. I need to put those away. Um, so another tip actually is when you're storing notebooks or any type of books is store them vertically. Yeah. Because if you store them horizontally, you're more likely to put other stuff on top of them. Do you know what? I'm going to change my note because that's that annoys me because I've got mine <laughs> hot like stacked on top of each other. And when I try and find something, I can never find it. So I have to take yeah. them all out and then I get frustrated then. So I'm going to change them today. After this there call, I'm going to change that. So take a photo of you before and after as well. I will. And that helps give you that motivation to see how far you've come. Right. I am going to that do that. I'm definitely going to do that. Well, thank you so much for joining today. The details thank for you. Janine are going to be in the show notes. So do check out Janine's Facebook page and uh, that book when it comes out. Do keep an eye out for that. Um, and I will... Uh, be very very grateful for Janine joining today so thank you so much thank you this podcast was produced and created by Lisa Williams Lisa's best-selling book vision board blueprints is now available on Amazon all the details will be found in the show notes